Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. You guys, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Tuesday episode, and what an episode we have for you today. We have the host of Betches Mention It All, and also the Instagram account that we all know and love, at Bravo by Betches, Dylan Hafer. We had an amazing conversation that we do talk a lot about Bravo, but we talk a lot about pop culture as well, and also how he got his start. I always love hearing uh, people's journey in all of this craziness. I do want to talk about a couple of show notes. Um, thank you. Uh, it, it, this is Monday. I'm at the Betches office right now. I don't know if you can see this because there's video as well, but I'm here. It's amazing. I literally got pretty much like an hour of sleep last night because I was so excited. I haven't been this excited in so long, which is a really good feeling until I completely pass out later. Um, but thank you. I've, I've been reading all of the comments about the show. I know uh, that was extra long. There was a lot to cover. Um, but thank you for all the kind messages. I always th say this show is like a mashup. So you're going to hear maybe some sad stuff, but then you're going to hear some really insanely silly stuff. And thank you for being on this journey with me for all of this time. What you can do for the show, a lot of people ask, is always leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you listen to the sponsors. And if there's something that I'm uh, sponsoring, use my product product code. Do that for all podcasts you listen to, but especially do it for mine right now. Engage with any of the Instagram posts. Um, uh, if you need extra, you can sign up for the Patreon. There are so many ways to support this show, but thank you so much for all of this support that you've shown me and my family this last month. Um, a couple of things I wanted to get to before we get to Dylan. This is interesting. Ramona Singer has a secret boyfriend and he was revealed this weekend. The Daily Mail says he is financier Bill Luby, 63, and they have been dating for a year. And this is the quote, there's even been talk of marriage. Now, do you guys, I mean, I feel like Ramona is that single and ready to mingle for the rest of her life. I don't think like locking down Ramona. I just think that is and by the way, if she does get locked down, that is the only acceptable way to have Ramona Singer back on reality television. Wouldn't you want to see a reality television where she has to get remarried and has to deal with that again? I would be fully in on that. Um, also, I was making a list of things that I really want to see. There's so much negativity these days. And I was trying to think of like, what, what do I really like? What do I want to see? What am I living for? And this is a, a partial list. I keep adding to this list of what I would like to see. I'd like to see a new season of White Lotus. And it's one of those shows that I, I couldn't really tell you. What, did we see it like a year and a half, two years ago? Was it six months ago? Time really doesn't mean anything anymore that it could be either of those. But I would like a new season uh, pretty quickly. I'd also like to see Pete Davidson dating a celebrity again. 
Um, he uh, split off with Chase Suey. He went to rehab. He is back out of rehab. He's doing stand-up again. He's healthy and happy. He was uh, talking about that in his stand-up. But I would like to see him date a celebrity. Now, I know there was an interview put out, I think, last week saying that he was interested in dating Britney Spears. Guys, don't believe everything that you read. I do not believe that he ever said that he would like to date Britney Spears for many reasons. I don't think he said that, but I would be down for Pete Davidson to date like a SZA or a Jennifer Aniston. If Pete Davidson dated Jennifer Aniston, I need something exciting. Do you know how exciting that was? And I'm not even a huge Emily Ratajkowski fan, except that I like to say her last name. When they were at that Knicks game and Ben Stiller was right next to Pete looking just as happy as Emily Ratajkowski, it was magical. I want more paparazzi photos with Pete Davidson and famous women. Um, a new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, color me interested. You have Erica Jane not being able to sell out her Vegas residency. Tickets are going for $15 now, and I still think that's a little pricey. So you have that on top of Mauricio and Kyle and whatever's going on with Kyle's special friend, Morgan Wade. They pick back up cameras. So I am ready for this season. I want to know how Dorit fits into it. Um, I I'm really excited for this. And I think we're going to get a preview in the next month. Um, I would love to see corporations paying fair wages to actors and writers, which we actually, I think are going to see quicker than people are. People are projecting this is going to last until the end of the year. I think with people like Drew Barrymore kind of backtracking and I think making a correct decision uh, with her, you saw the talk, that talk show and Jennifer Hudson's talk show followed suit after Drew Barrymore did that. If more people do that, I think we can end this strike. And uh, I think corporations just need to pay fair wages to their actors and writers. Uh, it sounds obvious, but it doesn't seem to be for the corporations. I would like to see me fit into my winter jeans. Um, they're old Navy, you know, they, uh, they're durable, but, uh, even that's what's sad though, is the pandemic started this and my body just kind of kept going is I would like to see, uh, my body kind of, uh, get, get better. That's it. Just better. And the winter jeans are usually supposed to be your bigger jeans, but I the winter jeans are tight. If I could get a loose fit on the winter jeans, I would love that. Uh, another thing I would like to see is aliens. Aliens are huge right now. I would like definitive proof. It's not going to change my life, neither, neither here nor there, if aliens exist, but I just think it would be great. And why do only celebrities get to see aliens? Demi Lovato told a story on Stern last week, uh, or maybe two weeks ago, about seen multiple aliens. Why do people like Demi Lovato get to see it? But us common folk, we don't get to see aliens. Would love to see aliens. And finally, I would love for Tom Sandoval to stop talking just for a bit, because what he's doing is he's saying the same idiotic things. It's just that it's not in the actual Vanderpump Rules show. I feel like they should just be relegated to the Vanderpump Rules show. And now, since paparazzi follow him everywhere, he is continually saying stupid things. And I think for the benefit of everybody, I would like that to stop. So that is what I would like to see. This is your Tuesday episode once again, and we are going to kick it right off with one of the best guests, Dylan Hafer. Be sure you're listening all this week for all new episodes. Remember, you can listen to this at any time, any place. I thank you. My heart thanks you. My my dad thanks you. And uh, I will tell you more about my New York adventures on Wednesday. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Welcome to So Bad It's Good. This is like 
Christmas for me. I didn't sleep at all last night because I was so nervous because I get to be here at Betch's headquarters today with one of my favorite people that talks about Bravo. This dude is one of the nicest guys, one of the smartest guys, one of the funniest guys. He is the host of the Mention It All podcast, also by Betches. He also is in charge of Bravo by Betches, the best Bravo Instagram account that you can go to for all your Bravo news. Really flipping funny. And we're going to talk Bravo. We're going to talk pop culture. We're going to talk Betches. Welcome to the podcast, Dylan Hafer. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm so glad you're here in the studio. I, I, I'm. This is a real pinch me moment because I got to be on Mention It All a couple was it like a couple months ago when we were taking photos for the the cover yes. and I was just a dripping mess <laughs> because New York's unlivable. But you look great. You look great <laughs> in the photo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they, well, that's the art, the 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 genius of Betches <laughs> is they made it presentable. But this is much more agreeable weather for me. Oh yeah, I mean it's raining today, but like the just temperature wise, yeah. I would rather be like rained upon when it's sixty five degrees than like. No, I, <laughs> whatever it was last time you were here. Yeah, it's like not just like misery, just walking, <laughs> sweating as I'm breathing. Dylan, if you if you guys don't know, Dylan was on as the guest bartender on Watch What Happens Live last week on Bravo, and he was the guest bartender with Vicky, Shannon, and Tamara. Now we just had some breaking Shannon news, which we'll talk about in a second. But what was that experience for you like? It was really cool. I mean, obviously. It's kind of like a bucket list thing yeah. to be behind the bar and watch what happens live. I had been lucky enough to go to a handful of tapings before. And also the the Betches founders bartended a couple of years ago and I went with them to get content and stuff. So I knew what to expect, which I think made me more at ease about yeah. it. But I had never had the Trace Amigas in person experience before. That's too, that's like a tornado. It, it was a lot. And so you... I arrive and like they're all already there in various stages of like Undress. glam photos. Oh. Get you know like um, there are two dressing rooms for the guests at Watch What Happens Live, and they were all just kind of like floating in and out. The step and repeat is over there. They're taking photos. They're doing uh, you know stuff for TikTok. There's you know touches, last looks happening. It was it was a lot because I just kind of show up and I'm like okay like I'm like I'm good like, yeah I'll just like sit over here. <laughs> Wait, so my worst nightmare is having to, like, I've had nightmares about this of having to do that little dance they do down the hallway on Watch What Happens Live for their their socials. Yeah. Did they make, they didn't make you do that, did they? They did not make me do that. And I didn't witness it. Maybe it happened before I was there, but I, the but runway. You know what I'm talking about. They do the. Yeah. And it's always a little awkward because they have to like open the door for themselves at the end of the hallway. <laughs> and then some of them like really, I mean, anytime you have celebrities or bravo celebrities or housewives or anyone doing like a trend for tiktok it's always a little bit touch and go yeah and you can tell who really gets it and who is like i just had this explained to me by a social media manager but i didn't really pay attention and now i'm like what what is this wait who do you think the best bravo celebrity is with social media Oh, God, that's tough. I mean, Ashley Darby has really upped the TikTok game, I think, yeah. last year. But mostly she does, like, dances. And I think, I'm trying to think, with the with the social media, it's tough because a lot of them are not very good at it. Yeah, which I kind of, there is this weird... Uh, I think Dorit does a, a pretty good job. Dorit, those, like, you can in tell glam who has into help, the... Though. Like, you can tell who, like, Tiffany Moon actually is amazing on TikTok, but she's just doing whatever she wants on TikTok. And she was doing that before the show. I don't know if she was, but, like, she has done it separately from yeah. the show. Like, she just is, like, showing you all her Birkins. Like, she's like, <laughs> she's like I'm going to go through today what all the, all the shades of pink that Hermes makes and which one I like for what reasons. She's not, like promoting her watch what happens live glam look she's just existing on tiktok whereas some of these women are it's it's really try hard it's i but that's a so bad it's good moment like i like the awkwardness of that i like the michael scott office element of somebody not knowing how to do social but yeah. still participating i you know what i love to hear is that hey guys hey it's kelly calor and ben simone like that's <laughs> that's how i like to be greeted when i open my social media <laughs> um so you're there at Watch What Happens Live. Uh, everybody's just, the, the craziness is happening. Do they, like, what are you told to just, like, stand behind the bar, Dylan? Does Andy come out and talk to you? Yeah, so Andy came came by my dressing room before the show, said hi. I've You know, it was nice to 
see him. I met the women. They bring you out. And the women know you already. Not really. I really? mean, so Tamara's been on my podcast virtually, though. And then I've met Vicky and Tamara at the Ultimate Girls Trip ex-wives club premiere party which was like she might not have remembered a crazy that. yeah there was free happening alcohol, yeah and so i'd never met shannon before i've never interviewed or really spoken to vicky or shannon yeah and so i mean it's not like if i walked in and it was certain housewives like if it was like margaret joseph's yeah she'd be like oh my god so nice to see you whereas like it's a little bit like Oh, hi. Oh, you're the bartender. Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) But but, I mean, Real Housewives of Orange County, in your opinion, this season, are are you liking it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm loving this season. I think it's a great season. I I think the the casting is kind of perfect. Yeah. I think the drama is like just the right frequency of like there's some real stuff happening and some absolutely frivolous stuff happening and i think that is like the perfect combination for housewives like i want to argue about the imdb page and then i also i also want to argue about whether jen destroyed her own family (laughs) i love it is wild sometimes and how much like that's a serious topic yes and then when you argue about imdb in the same episode it really does balance it out very nicely like i want the the conversation about heather calling emily a snuffle up against and then trying to <laughs> trying to backpedal into that not being an insult. Yeah. And I posted I posted Snuff the Lubicus <laughs> is a beloved character. A beloved Harry character. I posted about this and people were like, well, she was really talking about like her eyelashes and her hair being all over the place. And I'm like, that doesn't make it a compliment. <laughs> Have you seen Snuffy? Like, uh, Emily is fully unhinged now, though. The last couple of episodes, she's just like, I'm gonna say whatever I want, and I kind of love it. Oh yeah. Her, I mean, her behavior at that fireside hd (laughs) (laughs) hd whatever the the branded everywhere yes was she totally out of line and drunk and a mess yes but it was hilarious watching her with that like long slice of cucumber just like (laughs) in and out of the mouth carrot top couldn't do that kind of prop comedy that is just really incredible um also on the that Watch What Happens Live episode, Tamara said something really interesting um, that I think is a key to why I like Tamara and also dislike Tamara mm-hmm. is that they played that game of who would you not want to have back on the cast? And Vicky says Heather Debro. And then Tamara mm-hmm. goes, No, 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 no. We need, we her. need her. Yeah. What did you take that to me? I think that Tamara is one of the smartest housewives minded people we have had on Bravo. She understands the mechanics of the show. She understands the production. I think it's the same thing like on that Watch What Happens Live. Also, there was a question about her treatment of Jen this season. And she was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been horrible to this girl. <laughs> Any new friend, I'm looking at the camera right now. If anybody's watching and you're going to get you're going to try to be friends with uh, with with Tamara, don't. Wait till she's off the show so it's a genuine friendship. If not, you are going to be fodder for the show. Right. And so I think for her to be able to admit that, that she's like, oh, yeah, I've been real hard on her. It's like she knows that it's how much storyline have we gotten out of that? Yeah, a but lot. The first, but Jen is like PTSD now. Jen like went in thinking Tamara's her actual friend. And she's like, what are you doing? Like it, those first season housewives are so great. I think Monica's the same way on Salt Lake right now. Yeah. And Jen, I mean, last week, Jen finally kind of hit back a little bit after after Gina was like, babe, you don't have to just sit there. (laughs) (laughs) But see, Tamara, you're right. Is like, that's why she's such a great housewife. But sometimes when they know the mechanics of it so much, and like she has her own podcast, obviously with Freddie Mellencamp. But when you have that kind of knowledge, it's dangerous in a way because how serious can we take it as a reality show? It becomes more survivor, that reality show than housewives. Yeah. I mean, obviously you always run the risk of kind of, flying too close to the sun a little bit when you are very aware of everything that's happening. But I feel like for the most part, Tamara kind of knows the sweet spot of how much do we need and how much do I need to, you know, rev the engine a little bit. But then she kind of steps back before it gets a little too much. And I think also, you know, she she said on the Watch What Happens Live that it's frustrating when Shannon keeps, you know, 
ending production because she doesn't want to talk about her relationship. And I think that's more of the issue that it's like, luckily, Bravo has gotten to a place where they'll just leave that in and they'll kind of expose the... Uh, and, I, and I think we both love that. We love that fourth wall breaking. Exactly. But I think if... I think Shannon is kind of, she's trying to hold on to the reins so tightly. And it's like, that's where you actually are going to, you know, kind of lose control of what's happening on the show. Because it's like, no, like, this is the reason we're here. Whether or not you want it all out there. Shannon obviously had a really tough uh, season. And we just had breaking news, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about on Mention It All as well. But uh, Shannon Bedore arrested for DUI hit and run. She struck a house in Newport Beach. Uh, TMZ is reporting on Saturday night. And this is where it gets really wild. And 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 from a Shannon, this is why my brain is so messed up is half of me is like, wow, that's classic Shannon Bedore. And then Ooh. half of me is like, this is really sad and horrible. Um, but it says Bedore hit a house in Newport, clipped a house, then turned back onto the road, kept going before parking her vehicle in the middle of the street and getting out with her dog. Poor Archie. Uh, our sources say she tried to act like she was taking a walk when police arrived after receiving a 911 call. We're told she wasn't fooling anyone. I love the sources. We're told she wasn't told she wasn't fooling anyone. TMZ cops also seized Bedore's car as part of the investigation. Um, but uh, that's that's really and we and we see that this season is that yeah the drinking seems to be I hate to be like you know Dorinda and all that kind of stuff, but it seems to be an issue that she doesn't want to accept. Yeah, and I think it's felt like, I mean, not that Shannon has ever had a particularly good season, but that this year, <laughs> she's, okay. she's been through the ringer. But she's still beloved. Like, I can still say I love Shannon, but you kind of You kind of hurt for her. <laughs> but this season, it does feel like she is really kind of white knuckling it through this period of yeah. clearly not kind of having it all together and that they're, the drinking becomes kind of this you know, band-aid that you're putting on these problems. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you don't call an Uber and then you're on TMZ. But you parked a car in the <laughs> middle of the street. I mean, the, you and then pretend you're walking. It is funny, though, because you can I can really picture clearly exactly. somebody, a cop coming up to Shannon being like, hey, hey ma'am. And she's like, I'm fine. Th thank you. A lot of hand gestures. Thank you. Oh, yeah, just walking my dog. Thank you. <laughs> Archie, tell the <laughs> tell the officer we were walking. Like it, uh, it really is tragic, though. And and I guess thankfully for Shannon, the reunion was already shot. Uh, yeah. Do you think we get this with all shows now? Do you think they will pick backup cameras like they did with Vanderpump, Beverly Hills, and now Summer House? That's a good question because it's in the they're in a really specific point in the season where we're still watching episodes, but the reunion is shot. So even if they put it in her like finale card like the ding, 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 ding. oh my god that's ding, 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 the ding, post shannon, was, <laughs> shannon parked a car in the middle of the road <laughs> yeah. right because even if they put it there then it wouldn't be addressed at the reunion so it's like this weird kind of no man's land time period for the for the show and i mean i just the this is this is i'm a bad person but the first thing i thought about was like Gina must be licking oh, her fucking lips. Yeah, Gina was like, did they call CPS on you? Like, I can't believe your kids. And that's why I wish I wish the reunion was like tomorrow so we could get up just like one soundbite of Gina being like, who got a DUI <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. <laughs> Okay, so moving off Bravo for a second here, I wanted to talk a little bit about you because I will say every weekend, especially on Twitter or X, as we like to yeah. not like to call it now, you seem like you have one. It's like 
who I would be in my 20s. You seem like you're always in your, like, just doing something cool, seeing something great, seeing a play. In fact, you guys don't know this, but Dylan now is a big sports freak, uh, according to Axe. He's really into the sports because uh, he went to the U.S. Open and yeah. he watched two football games this weekend. Uh, no, I watched more than two football. I watched two football games on Saturday Whoa. and then I watched two more football games Are you about to bully Sunday. me? Like, this is, that's huge. Look, look, I'm, I'm trying on uh, being a Jets fan you know as a how does it fit it's not going well <laughs> i mean it's not going well because the because it's the jets but. <laughs> what you sound like a true sports fan wow i'm like ah right. another another year and you're you're a gamer you're playing video games you said you got a new zelda i bought a switch over the weekend and now i'm playing zelda I, sean just his ears perked right up um <laughs> do you want to drink some beers later like Pro crush probably some, I, I mean that, that what why the sports well, so I've been a tennis fan for a really long time. Yeah. So going to the U.S. Open is like a, a pastime for me. I, I go yeah. pretty much every year. Um, I don't know. I think I was watching so much tennis for those two weeks. And then the NFL season was starting. And I was like, I don't know. Like, this is a good, it's a good way to pass <laughs> the time. Tennis is the gateway drug into the NFL, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I probably, I, I would say I probably have another like two weeks of watching football left in me at this Juncture, but maybe, maybe not. The only NFL, like, I knew about all the Aaron Rodgers stuff because I watch Hard Knocks on HBO, okay. which is their reality show about football. So if you make a reality show about something, I'm going to dig, like, I'll, but then when the sports season starts, like, I want the reality show still. Right. I want that format. I love the format of reality. So then I get bummed. Like, it's not exciting You're for like, me. Where are the confessionals? <laughs> What? But how did he feel about the hit? You know, like, that's, yeah. So um, the sports is a great pivot from yeah. everything else I see that you're doing, which I always you seem to be up on every play, every musical. Um, you went to the Stop Making Sense screening, which I know you're way younger, but Talking Heads and Stop Making Sense. I wasn't around when it first came out, but I, I yeah, you know, Jonathan Demi's film, it's one of the best concert films of all time with the Talking Heads. And they, A24, one of my favorite uh, production companies, is re-releasing it. I think it comes out this Friday. You went to the preview screening last week, right? Yeah, so it was, they were screening it at the Toronto Film Festival and they did like an IMAX live event yeah. thing. So it was like, I saw it at the IMAX and then they live streamed a Q&A with the talking with Spike heads. Lee and the Talking Heads, Spike right? Lee, Spike Lee moderating this Q&A, which Spike Lee's energy, like Spike Lee is an icon, but his energy in moderating a Q&A. What is his energy? It's like a little chaotic because he clearly just has like so many like thoughts and yeah. stuff bubbling to the surface. So he's, it's not like if you had somebody from like the Hollywood Reporter with like their list of questions and they're like, so David Byrne, I noticed that when you did this, blah, blah, blah. it's like, man, come on. Like you, uh, David Byrne, the Tina, Tina, the legend. Like it's very, did he address the fact that David Byrne broke that band up and the other talking head, like they've not been in a great relationship over the last decades. Not especially. No, they focused, they the focused pretty much on the, on the film itself, but seeing that I had seen it before. I think I watched it like on YouTube a few years ago yeah. where it was, I mean, the just the, the fuzziest of quality. And so seeing it remastered in IMAX was pretty, pretty special. You did say it was like everybody's dancing in the front. Everybody got up and started dancing. Well, so the screening ended, the like the, the movie part ended. And then because it was a live Q&A, there was like a 20 minute gap between when the movie ended and when they were ready to do the Q&A, I guess. And so they were just playing Talking Heads music and people were like, filtering down to the bottom of the theater <laughs> and just like shaking it in Wait, front of you, the screen. <laughs> did you see that Instagram video or it was, it was Ariana Grande's new boyfriend, Ethan Slater, where he, a lot years ago he was dancing and he was doing the exact David Byrne dance with the oh. crossing of the, this is how lame I am, but that like, I've watched that clip now like 10 times mm. because it's this theater kid doing the David Byrne dance. Yeah. It turns out now he's dating Ariana Grande. <laughs> There's hope for all of us. Do you dip into like, where do your pop culture tastes lie outside of Bravo? Like musically and things yeah, like that? Yeah, it's kind of a mishmash. Um, I mean, I grew up doing musical theater. I, I went to college for musical theater. I what, have a, what were I have your a Um, we d I did Sweeney Todd in college. I did Into the Woods. Um, Who were you, Baker? I no, I was the the Wolf in Into the Woods. 
Um, I was Cinderella's prince in Into the Woods. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, very exciting. Why was a high school theater doing Into the Woods to be? It's... Well, I actually, I also, when I was in middle school, they do um, junior versions of all of these shows that they license out yeah. for like younger kids. So we did Into the Woods Junior, which if you're at all familiar with Into the Woods, the two acts are very different. And Into the Woods Junior is just act one. <laughs> It's like we're we're going through the woods. We're finding the ingredients. We're you know we're doing the spell, and then and happy ever after. And then that is the end of the show. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the in the adult version of Into the Woods, everything goes to shit in yeah. Act Two immediately. Yeah. Almost everyone dies. It's it's ba- shit's bad. Um, and they're like, no, 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 you don't need that. The, the show works without. <laughs> Maybe for the June. Yeah, I feel like that, you know, it'd be interesting. Like a, just an all positive, like you do Angels in America, Rent, just the positive aspects I think there of is a rent. I think there is a Rent Junior. No, I there want- can't be a Rent Junior. There's no way there's a they're Rent like, Junior. Ah, they're like, yeah, so... So we don't want to talk about AIDS. Yeah, gingivitis. Ginger, we've got gingivitis. Yeah. But uh, I mean, all of those are good, but they're, they're no Beetlejuice tour. Uh, listen, I went to see, this is how nerdy I am. I, I saw Back to the Future, the musical on Saturday okay. night. They fly a DeLorean in the actual, you know, so that was big. And I saw it by myself. I was like geeked out because I was a huge fan of the huge fan of the movie. Um, but it is interesting. I was sitting there with my vape and going, when is it okay to vape? And when is it okay to grope myself? Because Lauren Boebert did it. And I just, I was so impressed with her theater going etiquette. Yeah. That security camera footage is so clear. Put it in the library of Congress. <laughs> it's so I, I really such a clear image where I'm like, Oh my God. Could I, if I had that, I would use it in my reel as an actor. I was like, this is just perfect footage. You see everything. Yeah. Great cinematography. I, I it, but I mean, also so good for the theater, like theater is back. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw Beetlejuice when it was on Broadway a few years ago. Um, my, Were you turned on? Was it, did it get, did it get you going in any sort of way? I mean, I, I had a good time. I, I well, didn't I'll say no more. Jeez. I, I didn't get felt up by anyone, uh, much to my chagrin. Uh, but you know, it's, you never know what's going to happen at the live theater. <laughs> Every performance is a little different. I, I, I do on the positive tip. I do love that Lauren Boebert in her statement said, uh, I was having a great time singing along. And I was like, you knew the songs in the Beetlejuice musical? Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I believe that she was um, having a good time. A little lit. (laughs) But I'm surprised that I'm just surprised that Beetlejuice is like, isn't it satanic or I mean, there's some darkness there. I feel like you could make that argument in a way because Beetlejuice is from like another region. Right, the underworld. Yeah, Some, I mean, like, I don't believe that, but I feel like the other you know, she could make right, that. No, I'm, I don't feel like Beetlejuice is sinful. I just feel like Lauren Boebert is, you know, an interesting. Uh, Wouldn't you love to that. be the announcer for the next night of like, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, shut off your phones. There will be no vaping, and please do not masturbate anybody in the office. <laughs> you know, like I, you know, they had to make that announcement the next we night. We got to keep adding it. stuff to these to the lists. <laughs> yeah, you know, please. Playbill put in like a sheet uh, for all the Broadway shows now of like theater <laughs> etiquette they're gonna have to like make make some what if that's the new place to go like what you know like in those old 50s movies like let's go up to the hill and neck like what if the beetlejuice musical is the place to get randy now <laughs> i'm sorry Dale. i this is embarrassing for you to be here no, while i ask you about beetlejuice and touching um okay some other pop culture news Katy perry today was announced she sold her music catalog to litmus for $225 million, are they overpaying? Are they overpaying? I I don't think so, because Katy Perry has a lot of hits. I, I do always wonder with these big sales that have become... Yeah, like Bieber just had th- one recently. Bieber did one recently. I A lot of people have unloaded their music catalogs for, you know... Nine figure sums well, or like, whatever. But it was like Dylan and Bowie, and I understood those because yeah. they were at like you know later in life when they did that. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think Katy Perry is just finishing her Vegas residency. Yeah. She hasn't. Her last couple albums have kind of like not done much. Orlando Bloom's not working as much. <laughs> so I do wonder, like, if you're somebody who's in your 30s, let's say, and you choose to do this, like. Are you setting yourself up for something specific or do you just want to like, 
you know, renovate your house and you want yeah. a cash infusion. I know, that's the part I don't get too. is like, don't you believe in this music enough to go, I want to earn from this for the test of time for like, I don't need to sell these off. I'm so proud of this. I'm good financially. And I want to hold on. Like, what is that? You know, what is that actual thought of like, I need to, I need the money now. I don't know. I mean, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift have never been the same. And this is, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Swift, I mean, her catalog at this point would sell for over a billion dollars easily. Certainly. But, um, th- but that's her worst nightmare. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> did you see the Eras tour? I did not. Oh, wow. I, You're not an American. Not, <laughs> maybe I'll go see the movie. Did you see the Beyonce? No, I, I didn't have a big, uh, big concert summer. Are you going to see Olivia Rodrigo? Okay, the thing with Olivia Rodrigo, I love... (laughs) (laughs) The thing with Olivia Rodrigo. No, 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 no. That sounds shady. I love Olivia Rodrigo. I've been listening to Guts. I like Sour. Yeah. The concert environment of Olivia Rodrigo sounds like hell to me. Yeah, I felt like I was on like a watch list when I went to the show at the Greek because I was, you know, the oldest guy there. So she's, what, 20, 21 years old? Yeah. I just, being at Madison Square Garden in an, in an environment where the artist, I saw Billie Eilish last year at MSG and it was not quite as, I feel like Billie Eilish has kind of like broken out more yeah. where she doesn't feel like she's kind of like for the kids. Yeah. But it's like, I just, I'm at a point in my life where being in an environment like that is stressful. Well, it's stressful. And then inherently you start to feel bad about yourself because it's like compare and despair. And you're comparing yourself now to like middle schoolers and high schoolers. I feel like I'm back in that spot and I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing here? I did go to see, I saw Blackpink at MetLife Stadium last month and it was a lot of fun, but I went with my friend and we like, we go to the bar when we get there and we're like, oh, like, how's your night going? She's like, it's slow. Not a... (laughs) It's like not a big drinking crowd. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like at an Olivia Rodrigo concert, I'm going to be like trying not to splash my beer onto a 12 year old. (laughs) Who's the guy that makes me smell like vodka? Um, The Olivia Rodrigo thing, you mentioned it and it's, I totally agree with this. There was an article that came out this weekend that said Olivia Rodrigo's favorite band right now is Rage Against the Machine. And I thought that's so perfect because she is 21 years old. And like, it, it took me back to those times when, uh, you know, when we did have that, like you had a raging, it's the machine moment in high school or when you first discovered the Beatles. So it's interesting to watch this person discover these things. And I really like her music. I think it's like really good pop music, but it's interesting to watch her grow up and like find these things that we've already found in life. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, I, I grew up in the CD era pretty much. And so I would like want a CD and it would be like, you know, 12 bucks or something. And I would like have to, yeah. you know, ask my parents or, you know, Beg. have my whatever. Can I go to the store and get the CD? I asked my mom, I I told her I wanted an Evanescence <laughs> CD. And she, my, my mom was pretty like, she like paid attention to what we were watching yeah. and listening to. Like she definitely had, you she know, was responsible. Right. I wasn't watching like, you know, knocked up when I was 13 years, whatever. Um, so she like went and checked it out and comes back. She goes, so I just, so every song is about death. <laughs> She's like, I just want to make sure that like, you're that, like, everything's that we're like, okay. You're like, mom, I'm a Jets fan. That's what it's death and losing. I was like, I don't even listen to the words. Like, I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> I love life, mom. I'm, because <laughs> <Wake laughs> <me> <laughs> then evanescence it was on that tip in that time period where that was like actually the kind of beautiful pretty side of the flip side which was like limp biscuits all the stuff from like woodstock uh 99 or yeah that. which I, I like i was a 12 year old gay kid like i was never like Oh, mom, can I have like a Lip Biscuit album? Like, I was like, no, it's like a, a like pretty. Mom, you know, I do it for the Nookie mom. Like, it's like you a know? P- pretty lady singing songs. It's like now I'm a Lana Del Rey fan. Like, it all, it's a straight line. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So musical theater, what then, you know, obviously New York is the place of musical theater. Is that what brought you here originally? And how did you get with Betches? Like, and you've always yeah. loved Bravo this entire time. So my, uh, my Betches trajectory is very long. Um, so when I was in college, I went to school in New Orleans and I was studying musical theater. And so it was always my plan. Like I'm going to graduate, I'm going to move to New York, I'm going to audition. And then like, sky's yeah. the limit. Yeah. Um, so when I was in college, I randomly like Betches was a thing online really at that point like the the website the articles and stuff like my friends would share them and all that stuff they like posted that they were looking for writers I was like sounds fun so I I like sent in writing samples and I had like a 20 minute phone interview and started writing how how long ago is this 2014 24 okay now doing the math okay wow nine years ago yeah yeah, it's pretty it's pretty That's wild. Huge, dude. So I so I was writing articles for Betches for like half of my college career and I would like send in my pitches and have like my stuff and I would literally be like in class sometimes like typing up something about uh, Anne Hathaway <laughs> at that po- who we hated at that point. Um, <laughs> it's it's wild how the opinions on some people have changed. Isn't it cool to see too? Like I remember like just even thinking, I was thinking about Renee Zellweger. There was that period of time where everybody was making fun of her plastic surgery or her face. Yeah. And then that kind of cooled off. Like it is interesting to well, live long enough to see these phases and when people are just being horrible, how we get away from that. Renee Zellweger, it's wild how she like, Came back, won a second Oscar, and then immediately just became like soccer mom yeah. girlfriend of Aunt Anstead. She would be a great. She would potentially be a good housewife. Potentially, as as a more unifier. I don't know if she exists enough in the real world. <laughs> yeah, she would be somebody we didn't really know. It would she, be a blank slate. Have you seen photos of her wearing her uh, UT hat? Yeah. Okay. They yeah. talk, they've talked about it on Who Weekly and it really makes me laugh every time because when you see the photos, it is like, oh, she doesn't know how to wear a hat. <laughs> it I, never I, looks right. I worked at this spa in Los Angeles called Burke Williams and she would come in every day and she would get these seaweed wraps and it would like help you lose like water weight and oh, detoxify yeah, yeah. you and stuff. But I will say the, these actors and Anne Hathaway as well came in once. The reason that they're brilliant is that they make you believe that they're in love with you. Mm. Like I, for a good day, thought Anne Hathaway was in love with me. Yeah, it's that spark. Like, like I was just like, and then I realized, oh, that's how she is with everybody. It's not like she was being overly, fl- she just makes you feel special. Renee Zellweger would come in and just light up a room and make you feel special. Yeah. We, one time, so Betch's journey long, whatever. Um, but so my senior year of college, I had basically decided that I wanted to do like this or you know something media ish more than pursuing more than theater. pursuing musical theater because it's one of those things where every teacher person that you talk to is always like the thing about performing is that if there's anything else you want to do do that because this is hard and then it's like okay sounds good so <laughs> it sounds good but i still Bye. so it still made sense to move here because this is like where stuff is happens yeah um so yeah i was doing like freelance stuff whatever and then i kind of started getting like more involved with betches and was like coming into the office at that point a couple days a week and then 2019 was when i started full-time but there was one kelly ripa came into the office one day while i was there like in 2018 probably and she has that thing where it's like you meet her and it's like oh she's the she's like the the most lovely warmest kindest person you've yeah. yeah it's it's certain people just have that thing mm-hmm. and i think that's why like movie stars that's why they call them movie stars and it's sad because i feel like in this day and age with the tiktoks the youtubes i was talking to my nephew it was just like I, he he's like i don't even i don't like movies i don't watch movies movies are like it's such a foreign thing for him to sit down and watch a movie but he will sit there and watch tiktoks or watch anything on youtube he'll pay attention to that but that's what scares me is that are we really saying that TikToks and influencers, they're the new movie stars? The thing is, like, 
I think there's such a difference between somebody who has the ability to sell you something and somebody who like really like has a, a talent or like a whatever. I would like to think so. I just think like like when you have like the VMA red carpet and seeing the difference between like a Doja Cat and a Cardi B and a Megan the Stallion versus like TikTok stars and like influencers and stuff that get invited to those things. It's just not the same. I would like to believe that, but then talking to a younger generation, like my niece and nephew really scared the bejesus out of me where I was like, oh my God, like you like no interest. I was like, let me tell you about these Harry Potter movies at least. And they're like, we read the book. We don't need it. It was like, it was just fascinating, but they will sit. My nephew will watch somebody, a video of somebody playing a video game. I know you're a big gamer, but they will literally watch. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? That's wild to me. The whole Twitch like streaming thing is just also even like people who are like live on TikTok and stuff, the whole NPC TikTok live oh, thing yeah. where it's just people giving yum, gifts. Yum, yum. Yeah. Ice cream. Yum, yum. TikTok live culture is wild because they'll come up on my feed and it's like these people that it's essentially their full-time job now. It's just to sit, to sit on TikTok live and they're like, oh my God, Timmy, thank you so much for the flowers. Oh my God, thank you for the crown. Thank you for the roses. Yeah. Oh my God, football helmet. Thank you. Howdy, partner. I got a cowboy hat on right now. Yeah. They're like, okay guys, keep hitting that like button. We're going to try to get to 1 million likes. And it's like this, what is this? No, I don't know. It's the apocalypse, Dylan. It is literally the apocalypse. These are the horsemen coming at us. Like, and then it's so funny if like people like Drake, Drake tries to be on an, every trend. <laughs> like tr Drake tried to do the ice cream thing of like, yeah, ice cream. Yum. Like uh -huh. he wants to be up on every trend. And that's even sad when you're like, wow, Drake is even getting older. Like it's even starting to get really cringy to watch Drake try to capture the youth's imagination. Yeah, it's it's tough because watching people who just sit on TikTok live all day, it's like I if that does it for you, that's great. But I just personally, the most I can get out of it is like a five minute fascination yeah. at what's what I'm seeing. Like, have you just tried laying in your bed, just laying in your bed like that's so much better for me than ever going live on anything. Yeah, the, it, I remember in the pandemic, it became a thing where people kept people would do like Instagram lives with each other. Yeah. And I would get asked sometimes. I'm just like, I don't want to go on Instagram live. I don't want to see my face. Like it, it, it's like I like to make the silly memes. I and did I a like few. To I did a few Instagram live interviews or events or whatever, and I. It's it's cool that it is an option that you yeah. can connect with people, but it's like I just don't want don't like it. Well, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, you have to, and I will say your content is genius for Bravo by Betches. Um, you really are. Like, how is that for you? Because you'll sometimes put yourself in it because you have to yeah. because you have an idea really quickly. Take us through the creative process for that. Like, say, like Shannon Bedore, that thing happened right then. I immediately figured you got to go on Bravo by Betches. You got to say something. You got to have a take on it. Yeah. Is it a challenge for you? Like a math problem? It depends on the thing. I think with certain stuff, it's kind of just like, oh, yeah, let me post something about this. And then that's kind of that. But I think um, Scandival was kind of a, a game changer in terms of how much people wanted to consume yeah. about that and kind of being like, okay, so we have to like keep, keep coming up with stuff. <laughs> like we have to like post about this again. And obviously, you know, there's the news and then the reaction to the news and then the the TikTok and all, you know, all this stuff. So it's it varies. <laughs> there's in 2020 or whenever that was, I did a TikTok live with the hypnotist from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Perfect. That they I know exactly who you're talking about. Her name about. is Kimberly Friedmutter. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she has red hair and i think it was when they were in vegas on real hustlers of salt lake city they yeah. went to her house yeah and did this whole day and you know i got like her publicist or whoever reached out i was like hey like you want to do something with kimberly and i'm like okay and so i i had to like interview her for a little bit and then we had agreed that she would try to hypnotize me on instagram oh <laughs> and so it's like it's like mid-pandemic I'm sitting in my bedroom that with like the the nicest possible plain background behind me on like sweating on Instagram live pretending to be 
<laughs> to get hypnotized. Like, cause you didn't get hypnotized, right? Well, you're no, too smart for she, that. You knew you she go. made it clear that she couldn't really like do it. Oh, great. Over, what are we here for then? Over, <laughs> she was like, basically I'll like walk you through like a guided meditation and you'll feel relaxed. And I'm like, okay, so that's not hypnosis. Oh my God. But well, yeah, I mean, we've come a long way. <laughs> I mean, you're now I would have Kimberly into the studio, obviously. Yeah, I mean, God, you and also just (laughs) bigger and better. But you you really humble, actually, for how big uh, mention it all and Bravo by Betches is. I mean, I know you kind of like, ah, it's it's what you you know, but people genuinely love that. Do you ever take that in at all? It doesn't seem like you do. I I mean, I do for sure. Like um, going to BravoCon last year was such a cool experience and getting to like see and meet so many people who talked about listening to the podcast or following the encounter, you just recognize me like that is so crazy. Cause yeah. it's like, we're all watching the same shows. And so when you're in that environment, it's like, okay, right. So like the people on the shows are the, the people that we're all watching. I'm not the people. You right. are the so people. it's, it, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of surreal to have people be like, can we take a selfie together? I'm like, you want like th- yeah. this Do in you your want phone me to take a picture of you with some of a friend you want. Yeah. I'm like, you know, there's like a housewife, like right over there. <laughs> it is weird, but people, I mean, and I think that is just such a compliment to you and to the, the content you put out. Yeah. What is in your mind for the future? Um, I mean, honestly having, you know, getting people on the podcast into the studio and stuff like that is always so great. Like some of the housewives and stuff that we've been able to have come it's in insane. multiple I mean, you times. It's, Whitney last week. Yeah. Uh, and she told you her favorite musical was there. She liked shocked. She liked shocked. I like shocked. <laughs> She's like, yeah, Justin and I saw shocked and it was really good. Justin loved shocked. Yeah. Shocked is good. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's good time. Um, honestly, that's probably the right musical to get groped at. <laughs> Okay, this is just a spitballing here. What if we did a Betches musical? You can you can put in your musical theater training. Okay, uh, I could do a, like a minor role. We could get to the office. We do. You could either do a Scandal musical. You could do a Housewife, and you could just film it in the office. And you could just write it. Uh, we can use the Beetlejuice music. It'll be great. Yeah, I have a lot of ti- a lot of free time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> once, once the Jets get out of the, once we're out of playoff contention, right, like, right, uh, you know, playoff season, have, you know, postseason, off season. That's the one thing about Bravo, though, is that there is, there's no off season. Like we did, Betches has done so much uh, Bachelor content over the years, and it was always the thing of like. People loved The Bachelor, but it was only on for X weeks out of the year, and then kind of what do you do the rest of the time? Whereas with Bravo, it's like. We really can't ever just take one week off. I know. Wouldn't it just be amazing if we were like school teachers where we got the summer off? I mean, even this week on Sunday night, the fact that there's now just one Housewives show on felt, a Sunday. It's like, like a vacation. Wow. <laughs> wow. By the way, you the Drusadora to Ralph, that could be a great thing for the musical. Like, or just, I mean, how embarrassing was that? I mean, I, I know she's selling her, shilling her song and stuff, but to do that at the end of the reunion, is that a habit you would want to see in more reunions for somebody to sing to another cast member at the very end? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really think it worked. Not at all. I mean, it's great for memes. It's tough because I over Drew's been on the show three seasons now, I think. And I have honestly enjoyed the journey that she's taken us on. I think she's given us a lot in terms of story her life, yeah. and her, I mean her, that marriage from day one has just been you know headed for yeah the opposite of greatness um, <laughs> but it was that reunion moment was tough because that should have been a triumphant reunion for her you know the the woman who we've seen chained to this awful man yeah is finally getting free and then <laughs> We do the like weird auto tune, quote unquote live yeah. performance, and making all the castmates watch, oh, who have made just, fun of her at times it was in like the just, past. Yeah, so it was it was one of those things where it was like I wanted this to be Drew, like you know, beating the the boss, yeah, in the game, and then being like, now I'm you know raising my flag, and it was like. Oh, and then it, I mean, and it was, and that was the second part of a two part reunion. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even get a third part out of the reunion, which I'm not complaining about, yeah. but that's how kind of lopsided this season was. Um, the only person that would have killed that is Sheena. 
Sheena would have knocked that out of the park. She would have been, there would have been no embarrassment. Right. She would have been doing cartwheels, the whole thing. Right. The mascara tear would have dropped at the exact right oh, moment. So good. <laughs> she, I got to go cook my baby dinner. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's tough. And I think it it's kind of representative of Atlanta this season in a way that it was like, there were a lot of good pieces, but none of it really came together yeah. the right way. And you know, TVD on kind of what's happening with that. Um, okay, so a couple more things before we wrap this up here. Yeah. I need your opinions on the NSYNC reunion. They came out of the VMAs to present an award to uh, the Taylor Swift one. They were all in nice tailored suits. Joey looked good. Chris Kirkpatrick looked decent. Like the whole, I mean, what is your opinion on NSYNC? And are you potentially excited for the new song for the Trolls movie soundtrack? Yeah, so I I was an NSYNC kid. Yeah. You know, I'm the right I'm the right age that that was like they they were big. And... I'm the wrong age, and I was an NSYNC older man. Like... Okay, <laughs> older man. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like I bought No Strings Attached on the first day. Yeah. So like my sister and I had the No Strings Attached CD. Like the, it was very we were into NSYNC. I just think these re reunions where it's like we're gonna have a 30 second bit on a on an awards show that is 20 years past its prime it's a little bit tough yeah i think it's one of those things where it's like you're either either do it at the grammys or don't do it at all <laughs> do it at the grammys. hey do it at the grammys or don't do it it's at very all. like it's very like oh coming up at the billboard music awards we're gonna have whatever and it's like this the actual impact of this is negligible. Well, that's what frustrates me is because MTV had it all in the palm of its hand. Like they were the powerhouse. Like back in those days, the Britney Spears with the Python, the Madonna. Yeah. Like uh, there's so many iconic moments, and now they only play ridiculousness and Jersey Shore, which I, I like. Teen. I Mom. saw you post that. That's a real schedule. graphic of the MTV weekly schedule. They play music videos two times a week. The the. Sh that like giant block of yellow or whatever color it was that was ridiculousness. Yeah. It's it's alarming because I don't I'm not like ever just turning on MTV and being like, where's my music? But I hear people well, wouldn't complain. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> but would it, uh, if there was a play? In fact, this is how weird it was. It was like a couple like a month or so ago, I MTV just happened to be on and I wasn't even paying attention. But they were like had a whole like all these rap videos, like um, Ice-T, uh, Tupac, all of these. And then I think it was like 20 minutes into it, I was just on my phone. And then I looked over, like I was in some sort of dream. I'm like, what is music videos doing on MTV? <laughs> I got so, and it was because it was the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Mm. And they were doing like a two hour special. And I'm like, why don't take this energy? You're called music television, MTV. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the NSYNC thing, it's like, I, I don't actually really care about them like for growing up at like liking NSYNC and being into their music and stuff it just it doesn't do much for me and I think if they were gonna do a proper reunion with music and tour and all of that I think that would be cool but like the VMAs and then they're doing hot ones. The song for they're, oh they're doing hot they're ones. doing hot ones they actually had an Instagram story last night that they had to delete because I think they weren't supposed to give that away, uh, that they're all doing hot ones, which will be, uh, I wonder if she'll have Justin do like a really insane wing and then be like, tell us about Janet Jackson. Do they all <laughs> see now? <laughs> I think honestly, that's part of the reason that I don't care that much is because I feel like aside from Justin, all of these guys are randos at this point. And I, I think Justin is kind of tainted. But I would I would more want to argue for redeemability potentially for Justin Timberlake. I mean, we have like the Sandovals, the Russell Brands, all of these people of the world right now where it almost then by comparison, I'm like, come on, like Timberlake. I don't know. There is something I think just that. Yeah. No, I don't think it's that he's like the worst, most canceled guy no, or no, anything. No, yeah. I think it's more just that it's like, I don't think the whole thing really like works in 2023. That's why that it's like that. It's like, I'm going to put on my sharpest suit and baby girl, I'm going to sing to you. It's like it works for the Backstreet Boys because they realized they were taken down a peg a while ago. Yeah. So they can still sell out arenas, but they realize they're not really putting out new music that's expected to do well, where I think Justin still has his eyes on. I'm a recording artist. And he was one of the biggest. I mean, yeah. thinking of the 
I when his um 2020 experience album came yeah, out yeah, with yeah. like suit and tie <laughs> and mirrors. And he did a, a headlining tour in a stadium with Jay Z. That was massive, and I loved it. Yeah. And then I think he did his kind of like country sojourn, yeah, the man, like man, man of, of the, the woods. woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then he never he never really came back from the woods career wise. And then he kind of there was those photos of him potentially holding hands with that girl when yes. he's married to Jessica Biel. Yeah. There was, you know, the Britney Spears. There was a string of a litany of things. So it'll be interesting. I, I want to believe in comebacks. I want to believe that people get along and it's not just some strategic PR thing of like my solo music isn't going well. Maybe if I reunited with these people that have goodwill from their child, you know, this group has such goodwill from all of these people in their childhoods because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a co-headlining tour Justin and NSYNC. Oh, That's my prediction. That's your prediction. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, we got to wrap up uh, here but I wanted to show you something really quick just for the video too. Okay. Um, this is just because you're a Housewives fan I want to say Tom Girardi was in the news. He's always in the news. He's on the competency hearing. And yes. Kiki Monique, Talk of Shame, has been covering that. And I found it fascinating. I wanted to show you, Dylan, because I'm sure you're very excited about this. There was the Tom Girardi law auction um, of all the possessions in his law offices. And I bid and won on the um, panties. <laughs> These are agent provocateur red panties that Erica went on to say, those aren't even my size. I don't thought me. And he bought it around Valentine's Day. I have the receipt. I don't know if you want to touch these or not. <laughs> I, they have not been worn. Um, Wait, this is wild. Yeah. That's, okay. yeah. Wow. I made my mom put those on her head a while back, like when we first got them, and she was very ashamed of me. But that's beautiful. Thank you. That's, that's a, a little, and then I have this. Uh, This is another Bravo artifact since you are the head Bravo guy. This is the official Richella wristband that Tom Sandoval made for the engagement Richella from DJ James Kennedy and uh, the artist formerly known as Raquel Levis. He made 20 of these and he gave me one. And I'm willing to sell it back to you, Tom, if you if you if you if you you make the right price. But that's kind of a piece of history, I think. Wow. The, The Richella wristband looks pretty legit. He said it's the same person that makes the Coachella wristbands. Okay. He paid that, like, that's the kind of guy, he paid top dollar just to make, like, 20 of these. I was going to say, I'm sure they have, like, a minimum. He said he just made minimum. 20, unless he's just giving that out to everybody. I don't know. He probably, <laughs> he probably is like, what's up, dude? You want one? Like, he's just handing them out to girls and stuff like that. Oh, God. So how impressed? I don't think he could afford to buy it back from you. Poor guy. Are you going to watch Special Forces on Fox? No. <laughs> With Nick Vialli and Jason Cam- or Tyler Cameron and JoJo Siwa? JoJo Siwa's chosen family, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, JoJo. I do get worried with JoJo palling around with all these guys. I'm like, JoJo, don't. Did you Did you see the, the video from over the weekend of JoJo Siwa leaving some celeb hotspot in LA and then being, them asking her about Biden's like immigration, whatever, and her... <laughs> The way she goes, the what? <laughs> she goes, yes. that is all I paid. <laughs> uh, that's, I would actually vote for JoJo Siwa for any sort of office. And she gets into her custom wrapped car with her face all over it and drives away. It's like, that is She perfect. used to live to one of my really good friends, Andrew. It, uh, her house was like right next to his before. It was just like a, it was a nice house, but just a normal house. That like Wonka mansion ass house. But it, it was decorated like... Jojo wasn't trying to be private. She had those cars and I actually have one of me posing in front of the car, which is so embarrassing that I made my 35 year old friend at the time. I'm like, he has kids. I'm like, take a picture of me kneeling. Like I'm like in hip hop. And he was like, quick, I have have friends on this block. She really does have those cars with her face just wrapped all around them. Yeah. See the thing, it's wild to me that that's her everyday car vehicle. Yeah. Like I get, okay. Like maybe get in like, park it in the garage for a special occasion, but it's like, she's just like headed out to dinner in her like <laughs> so JoJo Siwa BMW. Yeah. If you're following JoJo, you'll never get lost. You'll always be able to like keep track of her. It's like, it has JoJo's face everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Hafer, you guys, if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to be on mention at all. So consider this, listen to that first or listen to this first and then go listen to that immediately. Also subscribe to mention it all. They do multiple episodes per week. Bravo liberties, all the Bravo news, Dylan at his best. And also what we always ask of people to leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts 
and Spotify. I know it sounds crazy, but it's just a little flick of your thumb and it really does help any show, no matter what show, if you listen to it, always rate and review unless you dislike it. Keep on moving. What else is uh, coming up for you, Dylan? Besides BravoCon. BravoCon November. It's in Vegas. I just um, decided over the weekend that I want to make friendship bracelets for BravoCon, like the ta- like the Taylor Swift yeah. inspired. I, <laughs> I made one for Sammy. I was supposed to meet up with Sammy in Los Angeles when she saw Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I made her a friendship bracelet that I'm going to give her this week. <laughs> That said baddie on it. And that's, I <laughs> a, actually got beads. I was such a nerd. I think Danny Pellegrino has one that says Bethany's Crab Voile t- <laughs> TV, like Taylor's version. So uh, we didn't even get to talk about Bethany, but <laughs> hopefully this will be one conversation of many. Also consider anything that you need, anything you need at BravoCon. And also I'm going to pressure you to do live shows at some point. Cause I really, I think, I think there is untapped potential in this. So okay. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for being uh, one of my first guests, and I can't wait to be unmentioned at all. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.